Hello, you're listening to the Behaviour Change Marketing Bootcamp Podcast. I'm your host, Ruth Dale, and today we're talking Combi. Let's dive right in. You're listening to the Behaviour Change Marketing Bootcamp Podcast for people passionate about making a positive change. We believe understanding your audience is the key to maximum impact, and behavioural science takes this to a whole new level. Join your host, Ruth Dale, and expert guests to explore biases, beliefs, why we do what we do, and why we don't do what we said we would do. The Behavior Change Marketing Bootcamp was born out of the so what next question, or to get more specific, the that's great, but how do I use it in my marketing and communications in a really busy workplace question. Your host and founder of Bootcamp, Ruth Dale, has been asked that question hundreds of times and continues to ask it every day. How can the latest science help us to reduce stress, increase impact, and achieve change? With over a decade's experience delivering behavior change marketing across the NHS, local and central government, she has dedicated her career to bridging health inequalities, improving lives and communities. Her mantra is always, the answers are in the inside and believes that marketing and communications has a powerful responsibility to inspire, motivate, enthuse, and lead change. Thank you so much for joining another episode of this podcast. Today is a practical 10-minute short episode dedicated to our The Busy Communicators Guide to dot, dot, dot series. So this is an audio series we're developing quite organically in response to the needs coming out of our training. And today we're dedicating it to COMB, which is a key behavioral science framework and a fantastic tool that any in-house communicator and marketer can use. So some of you might be asking, well, what is a behavior change framework in the first place? And why do I need it? Do I need to know this? Well, the answer is, if you want to increase impact and truly deeply understand your audience, yes. And Combi is a fantastic way to get you there. So behavior science frameworks or behavior change frameworks have been around in public health for some time. They also exist in the charity sector a lot, and you might also hear the phrase theory of change. So they're slightly different, as in a behavioral science framework will often be grounded in very complex science. So you can be really confident that the geniuses that live and breathe in academia have worked their socks off to give us a fantastic tool that we can apply in the workplace. So we can be really confident in it. And then a theory of change is often something that's quite organic, that's developed actually once you've done the work using your behavior change framework. So theory of change is much more about the solution, whereas a behavioral science framework will often be about diagnosing the problem. Okay, so they work really lovely together. Now, marketing agencies also will very often have their own behavior change framework as well. Okay, so don't get them mixed up. So today we're going to focus in on Combi. Combi is used globally and it's recognized as an evidence-based model and it underpinned international efforts to tackle the COVID pandemic and it still does. It will, I guarantee it, underpin a huge amount of the public health policy nationally here in England, at local level with your local authorities and your public health team, but also internationally and with the World Health Organization. 
So yeah, you can be pretty confident this is an excellent tool. It was developed by Susan Mishy in 2002 at UCL, and it was based on a systematic research of over 19 frameworks. So that's huge, okay? That's a lot, a lot of work. And that was done with Professor Mishy's colleagues, M. Van Stalen and Robert West. So incredible work from an incredible team has brought us this tool. And I've also seen it being used commercially now as well. So what exactly is it and how can you understand it some more and why, why do I need it? Well, the strength of Combi is identifying the or diagnosing the problem behavior. When you might start working on a large scale intervention that might last many years or on a big behavior change marketing campaign, you need to really understand the challenges surrounding the behaviors you're trying to change. You need to understand the audience's perspective, why people do what they do, what's motivating them. It's really essential. So Combi is the framework that helps you do that. If you don't care, if you're like, no, I know what my audience wants, I know what they need, then Combi is not for you. But when we don't listen to our audience, when we don't take the time to understand them, we put an awful lot of pressure on ourselves to come up with the creative feel, the copy, the strategy, and it hardly ever works. It just doesn't get the impact that we're requiring because the answers are always in the insight. Using Combi, you're pretty much guaranteed to get some fresh insight and fresh ideas about really complex challenges, even like smoking that have been done for 10 years, winter pressures. All of these areas really benefit from the use of Combi. So Combi stands for capability, opportunity and motivation. And the B is for behavior. So think of it like a bike lock. Combi asserts that you need these three domains capability, opportunity, and motivation to be present and to line up in order to unlock the change. So think of it as a dynamic relationship. You've got motivation in the middle. So motivation is the middle child. You've got capability as the older child and opportunity as the younger child. Capability and opportunity must feed into motivation. They motivate people into action. And what's brilliant and what I personally love about Combi is the fact that it acknowledges that sometimes the behavior itself is also a source of motivation, which is fantastic when you're planning interventions or when you're doing marketing, because it's the age old sample strategy. Well, we give you a little taste of this. And if you like it, you might do some more. You might be motivated some more. So if you think about perfume samples in magazines, free tasters around Tesco's, The idea is that by tasting it, by having a go, then you're motivating your audience into purchasing. And it's the same for Combi. Free taster trials and things can really help build self-efficacy, show people that they can do it, really, really motivate people. Okay, so that's why I love it, but it is a little bit slightly more complex than just capability and opportunity because they break down into two further domains each. Capability breaks down into psychological and physical capability. So it acknowledges our psychological strength and skills, 
it really is brilliant for picking up health inequalities. Are there barriers? Are there any reasons why someone can't achieve the change or does do the problem behaviour? A fantastic way of picking up physical inequalities. And then opportunity also breaks down into basically external factors. So environment, time, location, money. What opportunity does my audience actually have to achieve the behaviour? So a nice example actually is when we always used to promote all the leisure centres. Come here and do, you know, do this class, do that class. And of course, there's going to be certain members of our community that cannot access those classes, not because they don't have the capability, not because they're not motivated, but because actually they don't have the opportunity because they don't have childcare or they don't have transport to get there or they don't have the money to buy the ticket to get in. And if you're working from a public health perspective and you're really looking to reduce health inequalities or you're working within deprived communities and vulnerable groups, opportunity is absolutely essential. Zero point telling people to eat five a day if in your place-based location there is no access to even purchase fresh food. So food deserts are not uncommon. So it's just wonderful because it breaks it down for you you're poised to answer the question and have a deeper look at that element. And of course, then there is motivation itself, which is sort of system one and system two almost. You've got reflective, where system two, where it could be about making plans. Is my audience very good at making plans? Will they need to do any evaluation? Are they going to be price checking? And then automatic, which is our desires and impulses and inhibitions and basically where every brand markets to every brand wants to sit in your heart and make their purchase an automatic thing so when you're thinking about healthy behaviors for example you might be thinking look i don't want them just to adopt one off actually we want to build a healthy habit how do we build healthy habits that's a different question to how do i get someone get active because so often in behaviour change, the challenge isn't about starting, it's about sustaining. So understanding this, are we actually asking, they have to plan so much, are we asking them to go through so many steps to get to the change that we're seeking? And really good for digital, actually, and user mapping that one. So just to recap, that's capability breaks down into psychological and physical opportunity, the younger child is your external factors and motivation is your internal processes. So let's give a little example to bring that together. Let's look at somebody called Henry. Now, Henry's had a health scare. Henry's in his 40s and Henry, a day in the life of Henry, he wakes up, he gets up and has his breakfast. He's on his phone, wakes up, has a look in bed, few texts, WhatsApp, goes downstairs, makes his breakfast, sit down and eat on his phone, hops in his car, goes to work, sits all day on his IT job, comes home in his car, flops in front of Netflix, exhausted. He has literally gone from homework, car, back again to home and has sat all day. And some days Henry does not even see daylight. So his type 2 diabetes scare has really motivated him to get fit. Now, get fit, I would say to anyone who comes to our training, is a horrible behaviour change. It's not an objective, it's just too broad and vague. What does get fit mean to Henry? So I'd say, let's have a look at Combi. Let's take all of the intelligence we have about Henry and let's see how we can help Henry 
get fit? What does that look like for him? Let's try and actually identify a behavior change that we can push a campaign around or the intervention. Let's diagnose some solutions. So we know we're a bit vague and that's often how you will start when using Combi and that's okay. So you might look at Henry's capability, psychologically, how is he? Permanently tired, very sedentary, all of the low mood that comes with that, physically quite stressed and worried about the idea of getting fit, how much it hurts to breathe, how silly he feels, how red-faced he feels. So very mixed bag going on there with his capability. He doesn't feel capable, even though physically he'd probably tick a box, you know, he can walk up stairs. He's not ill, ill. He doesn't have any chronic conditions that reduce his mobility. But he does have physical limitations in the sense that he is just so unfit. He is starting from nothing. So we'll need to build up. And then if we look at opportunity, Henry works a lot of shift works. He does IT support. He has to be on 24-7 sometimes. And he sits all day. So if you were looking at Henry, there are some brilliant workplace initiatives. Public Health is very good at going and working in partnership with organisations. So are the opportunities actually within his work hours in partnership with someone? Or are we looking at supporting Henry's shift and break up his day, his mode of transport? Or asking Henry to start thinking about when he wakes up, how he gets up? There's many multiple opportunities that Henry will probably need to decide for himself around opportunity. Henry is in full-time work, and he supports himself, so he most probably could afford it. He's probably more time poor than cash poor. And then motivation. Henry is really motivated. He's had this horrible health scare. It's not what he wants to happen. But he is being weighed down by his automatic heart-based desire is fear-based. He's okay. He's not put off by enrollment and planning and things. But that's nowhere near him. His, His huge barrier to even get to that point is that emotional. And of course, he hasn't had or done the behavior in some time. So getting him to taste or try a behavior might actually be quite a good motivator to help reduce that fear for him. So you would use your intel, you have community engagement work, whatever it is around this kind of target audience that we've called Henry to really go to deep and to understand, okay, in our marketing and communications, where can I help Henry? Where can we be most effective? Is it in promoting a work-based initiative? Is it in raising self-efficacy? Is it in working in partnership with his employer? What we do know is just simply raising awareness around classes and the point that he should get fit is just noise to him. He's got type 2 diabetes, he's had his health scare. He needs to be given that extra step. And that's what behave change marketing will do. It will support him activate that change instead of just being another, this is what you need to do. And his feeling is, oh yeah, like I didn't know. So Combi is a wonderful framework for that. When using Combi in larger projects and perhaps with your public health teams or with any team really, it might be with an academic partner, you might be embarking on a a campaign or an intervention over many years, in which case you would apply the Combi framework to actually then go on to use the behavior change wheel, which identifies an actual intervention. And again, that is evidence-based. So when we're using it as a tool within marketing, as a free tool 
just to help us make sense of our target audience. You can use that for free. That's something that you can use quick and simply just as a standard of good practice. But when you're using it in a bigger, larger project, then you might also want to use it along with the behavior change wheel. We're not going to talk more on that today. We're just gonna focus in on how you can use it for free. And um, we do have a new video on this. It's quite exciting inside the training, but also I will hook up some resources in the show notes for you so you can read more about it and you can understand some more. And the local government have published some fantastic briefings on it and they've included some of their own case studies. We recently used this on the Greater Manchester Make Smoking History work that we did to identify some new insights around smoking and it was amazing and it's actually quite emotional seeing how fantastic that campaign is. So it's a kind of a never-ending tool. It can be used many, many times and once you get your head around it, it really is a stroke of genius, I think. We also run free training in this, our murder mystery combi training. So if anyone is interested and they do want to run the murder mystery for Combi, let us know. It is just a bit of fun in order to digest quite complex behavioural science. And a huge thank you to Professor Mitchie and her colleagues for the work that has gone into this. And marketing and comms pros, you can use this with confidence and take your impact to the next level. So good luck with anyone starting to apply it keep in touch love to know what you think and if you want to chat more about compi then just get in touch thanks for listening did you enjoy this episode if so show us some love and leave a review on itunes we'll leave you with ruth's favorite quote from alice in wonderland i knew who i was this morning but i've changed a few times since then got a favorite quote about the magic of change tell us over at the behavior change marketing Bootcamp group on linkedin join us for a mad hatters tea party virtually 